I'm Serena Alchil with an MTV News Brief. Marilyn Manson, Alanis Morissette, The Offspring, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Live, and Metallica are just some of the acts confirmed for Woodstock 99. What's up, world? It is I, Sway, from MTV News. My buddy Matt Pinfield's busy writing a book on the college rock scene in 1983, but we are back for games 16 and 17, I think. Episode 19 of Knifey Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. That's almost 20. My name is Jonah. Follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter. Joining me live in the palatial million-dollar KLR studio is the reformed indoor instigator, Zach. Hi. Hello. Nick from soccer is currently on vacation. Zach would probably remind you that he called into the podcast twice while in Florida, abandoning his son on the beach for the glory of the pod. Not all heroes wear capes. Also, this may come as a shock, but Zach's friend Chad will not be joining us. Right now in the background, Russia versus Spain in extra time. So if someone sounds distracted, you know what the word is. The word is World Cup. KnifeyLionRadio.com is updated. Now has a bird background, so things are really taking off. Also, Knifey Lion Radio is finally available on Spotify. You are welcome. Thanks for all the positive feedback on this special airborne podcast. If Cincinnati Soccer Talk does a Little Man Tate special episode, I will be contacting my lawyers. But enough of that. This week we have two games to cover. Wednesday's 3-3 tie that felt like a loss to USL bottom feeders Toronto 2. And Saturday's straightforward 2-0 thrashing, thrashing. trademarked, over the Ottawa Fury. Um, After all the recaps and our breakdowns, we'll hit you with a... At the fans' request, our retired segment reappears. Yes, it's... Catch Watch! Me and Zach will pick the FCC... Man! ...of the week... We'll touch on disillusioned softball players and black t-shirt wearing architects in our old friend Stadium Status. Then the line between FCC players that are just like us and potpourri was blurred so much this week that we'll combine the two into just potpourri for this episode. Um, got some spice level one beef with Patty, Grin, and Barrett to touch on. Barrett. As well as a quick, super important airborne trivia fact we need to update you on. And then uh, I'll tell Thad to get a fucking clue. After all that, I have a pre-recorded chant slash song parody reinterpretation of a Post Malone song for the midfield man, Michael Lahoud. Before we start the recap, as James O'Connor exits Loose City for Disney World, I openly welcome him into the John Harks Cave of Wonders. Till we meet next season in the MLS, and I banish him to the Jason Christ Bog of Boredom. Um, yeah, this week we got a special sponsor because this episode and all others from now on are sponsored by Speedway, home of the Speedy Freeze. This isn't a joke, folks. I'm going to keep shouting you guys out, screaming into the void till Speedway approaches me and offers me some free Speedy Freezes as payment. It's not too much to ask. They're also only 89 cents for 44 ounces, but free would taste even sweeter. Speedway, come on. I'm begging you. Uh, Zach, anything to say before we get right into this? No, let's just uh, move right along. Ah! (laughs) As Spain almost scores in the second extra time, um, it's time for the Wednesday recap. 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 
FCC traveled midweek to face 0-12 and 2 Toronto FC2, an impressively bad record. If ever there was one, the game was played on what appeared to be a prison yard with at least three sports worth of lines on the field. Zach, uh, first question to you. Did you ever lose track of the correct lines? No. Okay. Well, I did. At one point, I thought the goalie was handballing the ball five yards outside of his box, but he was well within his box. Yeah, this is one of those venues you're all going to really miss when we're in the MLS next year. Notable starters include Welshman up top, Cicerone on the right, Michael LaHood, and Richie Ryan, Patty Barrett, and U.S. Open Cup stalwart Matt Boehner, Bonner, Boner. First half was exactly what you'd expect against Toronto, too. A simple pass from Manu Donaz for a goal number one. Toronto ties it up with a head ball. Nas plays Emery Welshman, who buries one finally. Then in the first half, still, Ledesma sets himself up on his left foot and rips one from just inside the box. And FCC was up 3-1 at half. Zach, how confident were you at that point? 3-1 against the worst team in USL. Um, so confident that in the second half, I was mostly watching Shark Tank on <laughs> MSNBC. I missed both goals in the second half. Shark Tank is a worthy watch. Who's your favorite shark? Um, I think Robert is the most likable shark, but... I think I'm a Barbara Corcoran guy. She's got a good head on her shoulders. Um, yeah, but there was a game. Uh, second half, a lackadaisical FCC conceded twice, as you just heard, and ended up having to hang on for the tie. 3-3, final score. That was that. Also, uh, Richie Ryan went off injured in the 64th minute. According to Charlie Hatch, he'll be out three to six weeks, which is not good. Um, we seem to kind of fall apart as soon as Richie Ryan came out of the game. I don't know if that's causation or correlation, but um, that's the way it went. We managed apparently one shot in the second half, just one to their 10, and it was not on target. So our offense was really rolling. Definitely kept our foot on the gas. Zach, something you've mentioned about watching these away games it's uh, it's kind of a chore, and it's not fun. It does feel like a chore. I think if we didn't have this pod, I'd, I would still watch, but I wouldn't pay much attention. It's just hard to. We had a big problem last year getting motivated for the away games. I don't know if it's players get used to our home field advantage, and then you go away and play in front of nobody, and you just don't care. It felt the same for this game, even though this time we have so much talent, we can get goals even when we play like shit. The second half, I don't know that we played that much different. It was just probably just as boring as the first. We just don't seem to care when we play in front of nobody. Pains me to say, but it does feel like a little bit of a chore, and it's just hard to keep your focus when it's so uh, quiet and drab out there, and there's so many lines to confuse you. But, um, yeah, the big takeaways, uh, we'll say because they gave up three goals, was the back line did not seem great. I can't pinpoint one in particular, but all around, they did not have a superb game. Uh, they didn't, but I saw people like, clamoring for oh we need Delbridge back and our back line is fucking garbage like our back line I think has been really really good for most of the season even like you know swapping lasso for patty like it's usually seamless transition to me like I don't really don't think we really give up much when we switch things around back there but do we care that much at the moment I did care but yeah it's not a huge deal but in oh, oh Jesus Christ that's not a penalty. Shut up. Shut up. Sergio Ramos is rocking right now. A half fade. One side of his head is faded properly, and the other side is a bold line that's not blended. This game uh, against Toronto does seem like more of a chore when you're talking about it at the same time that you're watching the World Cup. <laughs> does it really? Uh... <laughs> yeah, but you know, when it comes down to it, we scored three goals. We got a point on the road. I know that they're usually garbage, but they do have some good players, I'm sure. 
But then you couple it with the fact Louisville keeps tying, not winning, and they lost their coach. It's not so bad. The fact that we had a game on Saturday, there's a quick chance to forget about this. I was pretty, uh, I was pretty bummed, but uh, some people that dude said players were ghosting uh, social media because they were afraid to face the music from their horrible performance. I they were probably traveling. <laughs> yeah, they probably were. Um, Patty wasn't ghosting social media. We'll touch on that later. So that was that three three whatever. Do you really want to talk about it, people out there of the world? No, you're over that too. There's not much else to say. No, I will say before we rip him to shreds, Patty did make a really good ball for. Uh, Patty did play a really good ball for that second goal. It was like a quick free kick, put it over the top. After that bum out of a tie, FCC was graced with a quick chance at redemption against the Ottawa Furries. Uh, lineup changes from Wednesday's game were uh, Lasso in for Patty Barrett, Hoyt in for Boehner, Kenny Walker makes his triumphant return for Richie Ryan, Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig. starts up top instead of Welshman, and uh, I'll say FCC looked the better team from the start. It led to their first goal, a uh, sweet movement, giving goes with Blake Smith and Corbin Bone, leading to a goal for a streaking Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig. a give and go with Justin Hoyt in the 29th minute, almost led to a what would have been a hilariously great goal for him we tried to chip the goalie but he was on it and then it was time for a water break break. (laughs) we'll skip right ahead second half we saw a nameless ottawa player who i will not look up embarrassingly cut through three fcc defenders before having a shot saved by newton finally in stoppage time putting us all at ease nazmi first time to cross from corbin bone burying the goal guaranteeing the win and allowing me to head for the exits zach what was your takeaway from this uh Professional, non-too uh, exciting, 2-0 thrashing to the Ottawa Furries. Yeah, it wasn't very exciting. I guess we played the way that you should. If you are if you can dominate possession and it's 90-something degrees outside, you should just do that and let them chase the ball. I felt like that's kind of what we were trying to do since we got a relatively early goal. It's not that fun to watch. The atmosphere, I thought, was kind of mellow. Usually what gets us amped up at Nippert is if we're pissed off. And we didn't really have that. No real controversy. No real, like, enemy on the other team. No real enemy in the ref. So, just felt kind of, uh... I don't know. We sleptwalked to a win, maybe. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I'd say it was one of the quietest, subdued crowds of the season. Which is strange, because they announced 27,000. Usually, the the typical Bailey chants, eventually, you'll hear the crowd just joining in for at least to clap along or do some FCCs. There was really none of that, except for a few times, like right after we scored a goal. And I, I don't know, thought it was strange. I don't. It wasn't like blisteringly hot in the shade, so I don't know why everyone was so relaxed or if it was just the feedback from the game we were watching. My biggest takeaway, not to get negative Nancy, but Kenny Walker, second start in a row where he's just really bumming me out. And um, I don't know if this is just like the permanent Kenny Walker form or not, but I'm ready for... Uh, you know, somebody else to be <laughs> claim his spot permanently. And that's probably not going to happen now that Richie Ryan's out for a few weeks. But man, he cannot uh, stay in front of anybody. And he's given away, given away the ball every other time. Yeah. One thing I think you mentioned it last night. I know you mentioned it last night. I don't know why opposing coaches aren't really paying enough attention. Maybe oh, that super tall left back. He could burn Kenny Walker every time with his slow, slow step overs and little tricks that are really ugly to watch. But <laughs> he can burn him every time or like anybody can if i'm the opposing coach i'm like attack him attack him like you can get past him every time no problem he made i think kenny made two tackles yesterday and they stood out because he gets beat so often 
I'm like, oh, sweet. He made fucking two tackles. And, you know, I don't like to see it. I like Kenny Walker. I'm not shitting on him for no reason. You know, he still can make a great pass and he knows what he's doing probably more than anybody out there. But he's definitely become a liability. Word is uh, our man Tyler Gibson, who knows what he's uh, got to offer, but he's almost ready and he's hoping to come back for the Nashville game. So if Tyler Gibson is the Tyler Gibson that we created in our mind based on having never seen him play, he will be a welcome addition to this team. Uh, Justin Hoyt, he was as open as ever, or at least you yeah, think so. It's the most angry I've seen him be at not receiving the ball. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of there was a decent amount of bickering for us, especially for a team that was winning last night. I yeah. noticed. I mean, Justin Hoyt, he's been open all season. He's always wide open um, <laughs> and waving his arms in the air. But last night he was really upset when he wouldn't get the ball. The funny thing about it is, as soon as he gets the ball, he will not go bounding down the touchline. I don't know if he's coached not to or he's too old and yeah. don't think he can make it back. But he'll take two steps forward and stop, and then just pass it back to Deckel. So why do you why do you even want the ball, man? Um, I know he did have his one chance, and you know he can make a good cross, but rarely does an attack come down his side unless he's got Cicerone in front of him or something. Yeah, just in general, it was fine. It was a fine game. There's probably stuff to analyze about it, but not a lot of people stood out to me. Uh, there was a great moment where Lahoud pinged a back pass into Deckel Kanon, and he looked super pissed about it. Yeah, he played a back pass to Deckel, and it would. It had some fire on it, and so Deckel just blasted it away, and then Lahoud is telling him, like, hey, man, calm down, and, like, Deckel's like, well, you're kicking it at our goal two feet in the air, like, blasting it at me. Lahoud was pissed. He probably said it just like that, too. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. (laughs) I don't know if you want to save this for Deckel Smash, but Deckel did get shoved in the chest. Um I've never seen anyone remain so calm in the face of violence. <laughs> well, no, that was the next section. So, yeah, 2-0, we win. First place. Uh, for this week's edition of... Deckle Smash! Was your incident different than the the jostling during um, the wacky Ottawa corners? Because they were really they were getting into it in the first half with those things. Yeah, there was one right around midfield where the guy just straight up shoved Deckle and was getting kind of heated. Yeah, I believe you shouted, Hit him, Deckle! <laughs> 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 that's what we needed we need to lose another center center back but, i don't uh, want to but i just want to see him like release his anger yeah and i was saying deckel's more the kind of guy to uh give a non-discreet an elbow to the head or something you know he's not gonna just he's gonna do one of those subtle ones where all of a sudden you see a guy dead on the ground you're like how'd that happen i'm like oh well, deckel got him in the temple but yeah i felt it bubbling inside him last night but he did manage to keep his cool i'm sure someone out there will tweet us with an obvious deckel smash we might have missed and if so i apologize let me know we'll bring it up next time but yeah nothing stood out speaking of deckle smash this uh russia spain game is about to go to pks and we're back uh <laughs> russia just beat spain on penalty kicks just like i said in your face world who i didn't say that to after wednesday's tie i was implored by several people to bring back Catch watch and i will oblige are we calling for Koch's job no do we always know where to place the blame no are we allowed to be critical of coaches and players yes 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 we are zach Tying a garbage team, even with MLS contract players, after being up three to one, are we fair to put the blame on Alan Koch? Yeah, I think you can put some of it. Um, Zach says, "Put it all on Kachi." <laughs> I mean, half the problem seems to be motivation in some of those games. That's half his fucking job. So, yeah. Yeah, my question was, how much can we criticize Koch and the players without sounding like uh, spoiled dicks? I feel like most of the rage of people does not last long. It's a quick burn. The ones that bummed me out the most were Bethlehem Steel game and this one. Two games that we had in our pocket and we should have won. 
and then gave them away. You know, you can't get too upset for a tying on the road, but it's a game that you're up two goals. You just have to win. And the other game, we're up a man and up a goal. You've got to win that too. No, I'm not calling for his job because we can't call for his job. But (laughs) sometimes you see like players like, I'm not saying like Kenny needs to be banished, but like this is game after game after game after game. It's more than two games in a row where he's playing bad. Like you wonder, uh, is there any um, consequences for playing like shit i don't know if there is i don't know i would say our talent overcomes our any strategic mistakes for most of this season but my point would be that next year that's not going to be true at the at the very best we'll be probably mid-tier talent and um i think everything else will be just magnified that much more so hopefully yeah we're gonna see what happens so i'll have to face his old nemesis james o'connor in the mls no escaping him you know, if we did a Thursday podcast, I'd have more rage to keep. But, you know, I can't keep that that feeling in my stomach for more than 24 hours and it kind of drifts away. That's probably true for most of the fans. Yeah, it's true for me, except it carried on. And I know we won last night, but we're still so fucking stagnant sometimes. Like there's no movement off the ball, like hardly ever. So if you've got the ball, you've got to move and make the angle for yourself because no one's going to make it for you. And that's been going on all season. And it really fucking bothers me um even when we were up three to one like besides the goals like it's always up to the player with the ball to make the angle like why is why is there no movement off the ball on this team i don't understand zach's calling for a cicerone haber at the same time lineup they'll move they're not afraid to get their hair wet no they're not um but yeah so Koch is basically fired that moves on to this week who is your fcc man of the week do you want to start, or would you like to me to give my ridiculous man of the week? Oh, uh, you can go ahead. I'm going to give it to Forrest Lasso. Why? Why Forrest Lasso? Well, I'll tell you what. He didn't play on Wednesday. They scored three goals. <laughs> he plays last night, two days ago to you. They didn't score a single goal. Um, I'm going to say that it is entirely due to Forrest Lasso. And um, that's based on nothing except the fact he was in the game. So, Forrest, congratulations. You are my FCC Man of the Week. Um, Zach? Just give it to, uh, I'll give it to Nazmi. Hit a goal in both games, and his goal last night was fucking awesome. And I think uh, besides Ledesma, no one else is going to score that goal first time out of the air. He also, if you watch the highlights, he had multiple breaks down that right side last night in the second half. It's a Nas. But with the votes tabulated, Forrest Lasso gets 55%. Congratulations, Forrest Lasso, with your one game and, um, you know, kind of faceless performance. You are the FCC man Man of the week. Enjoy that gift card. Back to Nasmi, because we didn't talk about him at all. I remember watching his highlights before we signed him and we were getting hyped for him. He had tons of goals from outside the box. I was like, oh, yeah, this is what we're getting. And then the year started off, and um, for a while, you weren't really seeing that. And I was like, is this the Nazmi we thought we were getting? Well, this is the Nazmi we thought we were getting, because all he does is score these fucking bangers from outside the box. Yeah, and, you know, after I gave him the man of the week, I think about it. And the thing that we're missing, like, when he first started playing, we're like, he was playing these little one-twos and had these great touches and stuff. That's not really happening anymore. He's not involved in a lot of the build-ups. No. But he is just scoring the goals. Um, yeah, if you took away, at the risk of sounding like an idiot, if you took away all his goals, it's been a, you know, a kind of a faceless season for him. Besides moments here and there, he's been good, but it hasn't been like wow. I think Ledesma's kind of had the season we are imagining 
Nazmi was going to have. Yeah, if you take away, it does sound stupid, but if you take away <laughs> Nazmi's goals, he kind of will disappear. But you could take away Ledesma's goals, and you can like picture the stuff he does and the things that happen. Yeah, he's a leader in assists. He's had more assists than anyone's ever had. Um, Just making smart plays. He's winning balls back. Um, picture a Nazmi play, and take, and it can't be a goal. You're like, eh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I say that with love in my heart. It's not a critique, but uh, any other thoughts on players that? Because you know we haven't talked about many of the players from either of the games. Because you know it's kind of just washed over me. It's kind of like a waterproof duck out there in the pond. It's just kind of <laughs> I get out, the water rolls off me. No, I want to. Well, I'll say this. Um, I think Jimmy proved again he's a better sub than a starter when he came on last night. Lahoud, I think he's looked really good. Way less of the big giveaways he was having earlier um i thought he was really good last night um the one thing i'm sad about is richie ryan i think you know richie ryan in form is super important to our team so the longer he's out the more worried i am especially with kenny walker playing like my dad who did not play soccer um (laughs) moving on you know we'll we'll plow through this pretty quickly but uh, our old friend you thought i was dead forever stadium status stadium status Last week, FCC revealed renderings for a new training facility in Milford and introduced the people in charge later in the week who are going to be designing and building the stadium. Most people were stoked on the new training facility, but there are some very upset softball players who will not let this go unpunished. I did see a confused Facebook commenter say, does this mean the stadium still might go in Oakley? Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Have you ever watched the fucking news? Uh, later in the week... Oh, go ahead, Zach. I was going to say, I think I told you, I have some my kid's uncle on his mom's side. Um, they showed up for his Little League game at those fields over in Milford. It must have been like the day after the transaction. And yeah, um, yeah all these kids show up for a baseball tournament and it just doesn't happen because they just... <laughs> they were just like, oh, fuck it. I mean, FCC's not here for your softball, okay? We're just plowing along one neighborhood at a time. But yeah, there were some uh, definitely teed off people. Later in the week, the new stadium team had a press conference. The most important takeaway, if you're watching, is that Dan Meese, world-renowned lead architect, was wearing a black t-shirt and black pants. The live stream chat room was ablaze with thoughts and feelings. Uh, I thought the t-shirt looked great. Dan Meese, do what you want to do. I'm sure you're fucking rich. And when you're rich, you get to wear what you want. So Carl Linden third, I'm looking at you, man. Let's go with the Tommy Bahama shirt next time. Yeah. No one can say shit. No one's going to say shit to Mario Batali. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants. Except Mario Batali might be a rapist. So no, That was the joke. I was just, oh, okay. Sorry. He'll be wearing prison crocs soon enough. Am I right? <laughs> um, one thing Dan Me said that was interesting is that they're basically scrapping the old designs. Zach, do you give that a thumbs up or a thumbs So you mean down? we've been lied to this whole time? <laughs> yes. That was a Twitter comment from Mr. Buckeye, who would be my number one piece of shit if that didn't exist. As for me, I liked the, the fucking orange orb that was around the stadium, but, you know, it didn't do that much for me. It was fine, and it would look pretty weird in uh, the West End. I'm excited to see, you know, anything they come up with, honestly. Is there a, is there a must-have or a must-please-don't-do, Zach, for you as it comes to the facade of the stadium, not the inside? Yeah, the things I don't like are any open end, any, like, uh, platform, like, bar area that you can see from the field, like, plaza. I yeah. It always looks really bad. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, DC, their, their one end has a big cutout. 
sometimes when you go like super trying to look old, it looks stupid. So hopefully they have a nice balance and it's not just a million things jumbled into one. Yes, openings do look. That is my biggest pet peeve is an opening in the stadium. Apparently DC United had to build over this power grid thing and uh, the electric company needed an easement to get in and out. So that was a requirement that they had to have that stupid opening. Yeah, fair enough. And the rest of that stadium, I guess it's all right. Except on the sidelines when you've got, I don't know if they're club seats at the bottom level. Yeah. Is that what that is? So you've got this small level like on the field and then like an upper tier like four rows up. That looks really stupid too, especially if that's on camera. Um, It looks like shit. Yeah, the first people you want to see aren't the people behind the glass who are half watching the game. You want people that actually seem to be paying attention yeah the earthquakes they did the same thing i think theirs looks really bad um they also have a <coughs> open end <coughs> yeah and they have wandalowski is like the worst player to watch in the history of <laughs> soccer <laughs> which just makes the stadium design even worse uh but yeah so um this week, I will not be doing it. They're just like us. We'll be sticking that into this. Potpourri. It's mostly revolving around social media, which is the scourge of our time. Uh, the other day, of course you saw it if you're a fan of the podcast. A Sprinkles mascot idea I posted on Twitter. I made a video where Sprinkles, my idea, you know it. Everyone knew it's brilliant. It's a great idea. It should be done. But one man, this, I was going to say faceless, but you do see his face. Uh, <laughs> known as Thad with two Ds. So you know he means business. He replied to the video. If this is done as a joke, it's sort of funny. Funny because you put a lot of time into this silly video. If this was done in all seriousness, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Thad, I don't know which part of that is dumber. The fact he didn't know it was a joke or um, the fact he thinks that it wasn't worth it to put in two hours of my endless time to make a hilarious video. I said, what'd you do tonight? I'm not joking. Describe what you've done. And that was literally, so then he thought I was being serious. He said, oh, wow, you're serious? A mascot with one functional leg? And he can only sort of move by shuffling that one functional leg? That's hilarious. But you do you. Keep up the work. I was just working on redesigning some logos for this evening. (laughs) No big whoop. Arms crossed emoji. Jesus Christ. What, emojis for your fucking co-wife blog? (laughs) I said, wait. I said, wow, what a waste of time. I spent last night submitting my designs to the U.S. Patent Office. Be more productive, Thad. Mm, sure sounds like a joke to me he said a bad idea is still a bad idea no matter how much work you put into it if your mascot can't move why have a person in it at all why not have a cardboard cutout with a reinforced stand or an inflatable donut keep trying this is the part that really burned me do better then i said some more stuff about patent laws and the lawyer i'm working with and um thad really just didn't get it you know you know i had time at work to click on his blog read through that it's like you dumb motherfucker he's he has a long long post with multiple photographs reviewing a taco bell cantina downtown i also learned about him that he is a usl truther is what i like to call them Mm, doesn't want to make the jump to the mls i'm like listen thad did you watch tfc2 you watched bethlehem steel he's he was too busy uh redesigning logos yeah i got a logo for you to redesign (laughs) my middle finger in your fucking face dad and don't even tweet at us like oh i can't believe i got you guys so riled up like we don't care man all i want to say is you're a fucking dumb piece of shit (laughs) no way around it yeah um i was gonna say uh you you have too much free time on your hands is one of the least favorite things i hear people say it's what people who aren't creative say thad you're sad you're sad dad <laughs> you're consuming all this content where do you think this content comes from and yes i'm including my sprinkles video someone's got to make it okay 
and you don't realize how fucking quick and efficient I am at my content. Okay, I'm very efficient. But if I did spend all day ignoring my kids, you know, well, fuck you, Thad. I'll do what I want. If Thad has time to review the Taco Bell Cantina like Zach says, then I can make a Sprinkles video. Hacks like Thad are a dime a dozen, but my mascot alterations are truly one in a million. And if you thought that was all the Twitter drama for the week, you are fucking wrong, okay? You need to follow Knifey Lion Radio because you're missing some intense stuff. After Wednesday's soul-sucking tie, I tweeted out a milk toast jab at FCC. I said, oh, if you didn't see, Patty Barrett did an interview with The Sun in Ireland where he said, in so many words, he misses the ribbing and jeers from the fans after a bad performance. He mentioned how polite our fans were even after a loss. So I tweeted, I know you want the fans to be harder on you, but there had to be a better way. Patty. Let me just say that Patty, he was not at it. No. I, so he must have searched for his names or he saw us in the immense amount of retweets easily in the 20s. So that's a pretty twain, a twain tweet. That's a pretty twain tweet, wouldn't you, wouldn't you Tway? Uh, the next day, he replied, I didn't say I wanted fans to be harder on me. I was complimenting how nice fans are to me, which is completely the opposite of your nonsense tweet. Oh, wow. wow. Patty, Patty, you know I've never had a nonsense tweet. Asked that. So I replied with a screenshot of his interview because basically he said exactly that. And he replied, Don't believe everything you read. But something tells me the sun isn't making up quotes from international megastar Patty Barrett. But what do I know? I thought that back and forth was pretty tame, but a couple hours later, Patty's reply had vanished into thin air. One can only assume that DJ told him not to interact with KLR in our toxic brand of podcast fandom. To that I say, for shame. Zach, what are your thoughts on this epic, earth-shattering back and forth? <clears throat> I think the less... Are you Team KLR or Team Patty Bar? <laughs> team KLR, because for one, that was really, really tame tweet. Then two, don't believe everything you read. I'm sure that's a direct <laughs> quote. No yeah. one is trying to like make a sensationalist headline for American Division II backup patty bar no offense um it wasn't that it wasn't like a sensational quote but yeah what he said was i understand it's fine yeah it is different here do you want it or do you not bro plus it was just it was just a fucking joke if you interact with these players you're gonna learn that some of them you must watching the world cup from a salon enjoy so long because you're not deckel tweeted out i don't know if it's the next day like pretty much like hey we played like shit there's no excuse for it we must do better players need to learn how to take criticism yeah they do yeah deckle's not Thanks, afraid deckle i'm team lasso all day yeah whatever let me i'll just <laughs> <Patty Barrett. laughs> you kind of <laughs> but we all know one thing it's that none of the fcc players listen to this podcast i think that's a guarantee but um and i'll say one thing jimmy if you're listening, you never liked the song, okay? <laughs> it was pretty popular. It didn't. didn't I'm pretty you, sure your mom liked it. Your mom did like it. Um, That's uh, not a joke either. No. It's not like, oh, your mom liked it. Like, no, no your, your mom, mom liked, liked it. It. It, was a, it was a very positive Jimmy song. And I have a, I have a staunch feeling that Michael LaHood's going to hit the like button on his song. And if he doesn't, we'll know that it was DJ's fault. <laughs> I think... Uh, <laughs> Manu hit the like button on his song. Yes, Manu liked his song, and uh, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of likes to plow through because there's a lot of people tweeting about him because he's the man of the year. Did you post the uh, Canon and Lasso song on Twitter? I did not. Maybe I'll put that up there. Give give them a chance to like their Beach Boys song. Very very tame song. Some Cincinnati fans of the other sports are annoying, hypercritical. I don't like that. 
But there's also going to be a middle ground where we can criticize players, hopefully without going over the edge. And, yeah, like uh, I just did. Yeah. Sorry. You know, <laughs> um, I just don't think we said anything too shitty. No, we didn't. To warrant like. And they're going to realize that it's definitely been a grace period with FC Cincinnati. And basically they can do no wrong, even though we do get super critical. You know, we've been on a three year engagement here. There will come a time when uh, the love is gone. We're still supporting the team, but, you know, if you want to feel the wrath of some fucking bitter Cincinnati players, just hang around long enough, or Cincinnati fans, and it'll happen, okay? So yeah, just it is fucking... Brace yourself. Free and easy now, because at the end of the day, we're like, oh, fuck it. We're going to MLS next year. None of this matters. Don't really need to be too critical, but... Yeah, Jimmy, get out now. Yeah. Get out right now. <laughs> and you'll be good for the rest of your life. Yeah. Live long enough to see yourself become the villain, said fucking Batman or whatever. Because <laughs> it'll happen to us all. Wiedemann knew what was up. <laughs> Although he probably could have enjoyed being a substitute and getting those Jimmy cheers. Yeah, he'd have more goals too. Yeah, <laughs> shots fired. Um, but that's enough of that. Uh, quick follow-up, Zach. I don't want to steal your stat, but you had something very interesting about Airborne that I did not bring up during our Airborne podcast, and I'd like you to share. Yeah, I went. Uh, actually went and rewatched Airborne after the podcast. I didn't watch it before, so that was all off the top of my head. I know you're all impressed. We did some Wikipedia at my house and learned that Nikki, the love interest of Mitchell, was married for years and years to Vern Troyer. Just picture it. Nikki, yeah. the love interest, you know. Mitchell Goosen to Vern Troyer. That's pretty weird. And I yeah. came across a Vern Troyer video randomly on YouTube last night. I had time, Thad. I had time. You know he's small, but man, he is super small. So if you're not imagining him and Nikki trying to make a baby, yeah, he's not, picture it now. He's not just, <laughs> just a little person. He's not, he he's was, not just a little person. He's, he's like, like beyond in, that. He's like infant size. Yeah. Your boy and mine, Alex Coons, mentioned uh, he wanted me to shout out SCPA because apparently some of the scenes in the classrooms were also filmed at SCPA. So yeah. don't leave them out. Yeah, I did know that actually. And then I thought maybe I was wrong, so I didn't want to say it. But the outside building is obviously West High. But yeah, some of those inside scenes were... SCPA. Jonah, did you audition for SCPA? No, thank God. I had anxiety about it from a young age. Yes, I did. I got a 9 out of 10 in vocal music. <laughs> There's something you'd like me to sing. Um, I think 95% of our listeners did not go to Cincinnati Public Schools. They're like, who are you talking about? What world is this? It's the world of Nick Lachey, Carmen Electra, Sarah Jessica Parker. Our sister. Our sister. Yeah, so World Cup going on as we were watching while this was happening. It's been exciting. I would just like to throw it out there. Just picture, if you will, close your eyes, especially if you're driving. One day, there will be an FCC player playing in the World Cup. What a day that will be. Something to look forward to. This week coming up, Nashville away. I think we're going to bring a sizable crowd, minus Zach. I will be there. I'm hoping this week, put those scarves up for pre-order. And if you're in Nashville, maybe I'll be able to deliver some to you. There's only 50. They're going to go like fucking hotcakes. I also got word that Joe Vela sucks still. And um, I hope he's really hurting over this James O'Connor thing. Three head coaches all on the team. Three head coaches. I mean, I think they'll, still, they'll stay at the top half of the table and get into the playoffs. Well, but, yeah, that's true. Um, implode is relative. They did. They've had the same system in place for, you know, since the start. I think they can just keep the 
train moving probably i mean it doesn't help like with the u.s open cup this is where you need your manager to handle the rotation and things like that so yeah who knows there's um, a chance they could meet in the open cup which would be fucking hilarious and i think o'connor will thrash them yeah i just want to Final say thoughts, I zach yeah i don't want uh patty don't come find me um, <laughs> maybe get some bleeps in there no one will know what i've said um uh, but just chill, man. It's all in good fun. So after this, the fade out music will be my new Michael LaHood chant. I'll also post it on Twitter tomorrow. So get down with that. It is a reinterpolation of a Post Malone, because that's what the kids are listening to, a Post Malone song. So enjoy that. Uh, yeah, Jovela sucks. Thad sucks. Louisville never. First place forever. Rise together. Yeah, I'm all low like Michael, kiss the ball goodbye, bro Instagrams his watches, hoping that you buy one Tells you tinga try, bro, cause he's super nice though Tackles like a cyclone, barely has to try though I'm all low like Michael, kiss the ball goodbye, bro Instagrams his watches, hoping that you buy one Tells you tinga try, bro, cause he's super nice though Tackles like a cyclone, barely has to try Back to the major, say I'm back in this He completed all his passes, I said, man, this is sick All the other weak contenders only praying he quits I'm like, whoa, 18's about to blow Making tackles, here we go Ask Richie Ryan, cause he knows 